Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope you're doing really, really well. Um, we have started a uh, September is, we're calling it our belonging month, okay? So we're, and last week, everything I'm going to share today is just sort of uh, predicated on understanding last week. And so if you're watching online or if you're here, you didn't see it, you need to go back and watch the YouTube. It's really easy. Click a button. It's there. <laughs> fourchurchtampa.com uh, on belonging matters. Belonging matters. And that is the core of the question. Why does belonging matter? Some would say it doesn't really matter where you belong as long as you belong. That is the current way of thinking in our society, in our world. As long as you belong somewhere, as long as you're a part of some group, that's what matters. But why does it matter? I, I know personally of those, uh, some, that have been in the faith and have fallen away because they have decided it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you belong, as long as you belong someone to, to somewhere. And, and people that have been, have been an influence in my life have, have adopted this, what uh, used to be called, and for centuries was called universalism. Universalism basically says, as long as you belong, it doesn't matter where you belong, <laughs> be you know, a Buddhist or Taoist or, or an atheist, or it, it doesn't matter, as long as you're part of some group, because it all is going to get the same place. And we, we, it's easy for that type of thinking to creep into our life. We don't call it universal now, it, now it's called inclusion. <laughs> so that, that everyone is included. We want everyone to be included. We don't want anyone to be excluded. And so by doing that, by all of a sudden you say what you're saying is it doesn't matter where you belong, what you believe, as long as you believe something, because it all gets there. But one of the, the very first questions, I think, was asked in human history. Somewhere in there, probably one of the first questions that were ever asked, was asked by Satan. And he said, did God really say? And that's the first and the last hurdle that someone has to get over to accept this idea that belonging, where you belong, doesn't matter. The enemy said, did God really say that? Because you see, God said, don't do that, and they wanted to do that. So the only way to do that and to feel good about that is to, is to have him dismissed. Did he really say that? Obviously, if he didn't really say that, it doesn't matter. And so that's what we find today, where they say, it doesn't matter if you believe the whole Bible. It doesn't, believe, it doesn't, doesn't matter if, if you believe, you only pick, pick and choose what you want, that's where you can belong. And people do that to this day. Why does that matter? When I was in uh, high school, I played uh, football, because that's what you did in Texas uh, most, most of the time. And so, because I worked really hard and, and I was okay, I was given a jacket. This is my original. Way back then, I won't tell you the year. Uh, football leather jacket. They made it real big in those days. And now it just barely fits. But, so, but I wore this. And now I picked today that it illustrated in the hottest day there is, but in, in here anyway. But I wore this. Why? Because I wanted everyone to know I belonged. Come on. That's why you wear a North Mesquite stallion football track leather jacket. I was explaining this to Connor earlier and telling me how cool and he just didn't, he didn't catch it. This is really cool, you know, because when people would see me and that, see, I worked hard to be on the team. I worked hard to, to do what, whatever I, I did to be, be on it. But they knew I was on the team because I wore the jacket. I wore 
the, 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 it, was, it was a visible action on the outside of where I belonged and how, what I belonged to. It's really interesting, Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. It simply says this, Since you have taken up or taken off your old self, since you've taken off the old self with its practices, let me just stop there for a minute, with what you do. You see, we, it, it matters what you do. What you do identifies, makes people see what you, where you belong. What you wear identifies where you belong. And, and so he starts out and says, since you've taken off the old self and what you did in that, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of, of the Creator. So you've got to take off the old to put on the new. Now, what, is, what does that mean? Now, years later, at, at, a lot, at much greater expense, I bought this really cool leather jacket. Now, it's really cool. And, and you know, I, do, I, I liked it. You know, just like I, I never wear it in Tampa anymore. But there, that's beside the point. And I'm not complaining about that, by the way. But it doesn't matter how cool this is. If I try to put this on <laughs> over this, it doesn't work, does it? Because you can't belong both places. You can't belong to the very cool bomber's jacket, leather jacket, and an old lifestyle, and boy, I'm glad to take this off. You can't believe and belong to both. You have to choose where you, where you and you say, well, what, is it, what, is it, what does it mean, old self? Because we get lost in metaphors. A lot of metaphors are going to float around this morning, but you need to understand what they mean. Taking off the old, it's just repentance. Getting rid of the way you used to think, the way you used to behave. The things you used to say. Now, you say, is that what makes you a Christian? No, 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 no. What's on the inside does. So watch this. You take that off. And then you put on not good works. Not your own actions. You say, okay, so if I was identified by these outward, then I, and I take that off, and that's the old flesh, then I need to put on the new stuff. That means I need to start doing new things, good things. And you do... But that's not what causes it, because you see, you notice in the scripture, it says take off the old flesh, the old self with its practices, and then put on Christ. You cannot put on good works, because you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You'll never do enough good. And if you're trying, and you're striving to do good, do good, do good, do good, so everyone can see I'm a part of the club, you see, I wear my Christian clothes, I do good, it just works. But if you put on Christ's righteousness, Christ's righteousness covers us. Christ's righteousness, it, 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 there's theological terms, it impugns His righteousness over us, in us. And that, that, that impugning, that, uh, that covering is not finalized until we are actually taken up and be with Christ and be with Him. And then it's finalized and it's done, it's over. We're given a new body and, and, and a new way Totally. That's when our salvation is completed. We have a, we have a redemption at the beginning. We, we have the sanctification. The sanctification is remembering, I'm wearing Christ. I'm wearing Christ. I'm not wearing me. I'm not wearing me. You see, the idea of uh, inclusive belonging out there means you can wear what you want. You can belong like you want. You can act like you, you want. You can behave like you want. It doesn't really 
matter what is happening. It doesn't really matter what the, the, the direction that, 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 that you're trying to go. This morning, I want to talk about 21 days. 21 days. A 21-day challenge to belonging. 21 days to belonging. How do we... See, 21 days is out there everywhere. <laughs> if you look it up, you can have 21 days... To, uh, to overcome racism. You can have 21 days to get healthy. You can have 21 days to look better. I don't know. You can have 21 days to have your skin smell better. I don't know. You can have 21 days to learn how to cut palm trees. It, I doubt that. But the point, the point is that there's 21 days out there is for everything. But the only thing I think that really matters is 21 days to know that you belong. 21 days to know that God is able to help you, that God is able to change everything in your life. So, 21 days to understand that we belonging. 21 days to understand that God has something bigger. God has something greater for us in our life. And, and this is where I want to start. I want to start to understand the belonging. We have to start and simply understand this. Belonging always increases. Your belonging, your relationship with God, always, 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 belonging always increases. It always believes for a greater blessing. God's belonging always believes for a greater blessing. It always believes for something that is, is great. See, we, we should increase. In fact, the reason I'm a pastor to this day is because I sat in church my whole life. I was born on the pew, slept under the pew, and made out in the back of the pew. That's this true, true story. That's true story. I was always in church. I can't remember the first time I was saved, so I think I was always saved. That's not theologically correct, but my, but my point is that I was, I was always in church. But this is what I saw. I saw people that were there Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and never changed. and went home and were horrible with their family or horrible at work or doing this or living this. They never changed. They kept, I'm thinking, God, you have to change you have to increase. If you're, if you're coming and you're not increasing, you're going the wrong direction. We should always be moving the right direction in increasing in our family, in our walk, in our uh, everything with God. In fact, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 18 says that the path of the righteous, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. That's your, is that your path? <laughs> Is that your path? Is your path getting brighter and brighter? But that, because that's that's what it means to belong. Is that your path is getting brighter? Have you uh, have you gone out in, in my backyard? And we, you go out in, in early in the morning when it's still dark and faces the east. So I see the sun come up. I don't know when the sun comes up. I know they have they have this exact moment, like you know it uh, seven twelve. The sun comes up, but you're thinking seven twelve is no different than seven eleven. Wow, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thought there. You can, you can tweet that. But it's no different than 7.13. You can't, you can't tell, but it's moving. Do you, you just see what happened? <laughs> it's moving. It's getting better. It's getting stronger. Because, and I sit there, and slowly it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, and your life must get, be getting brighter and brighter. And br That's what it means to belong. That's what it means. And if you're not moving that, if you're not getting brighter then maybe you need more sun on your life. <laughs> See, because it gets brighter, the sun gets brighter and brighter until 
the fullness of Christ. That's God's experience for you. That's God's blessing for you. That's what God wants to put in your life, is to get uh, brighter and stronger and stronger in the things of God. It it means understanding how I walk in the things that God is, is doing in my life. Jesus told this story about belonging, I believe. This is about how we need to understand how we belong. And it's simply, it's simply this. He tells a story of a man that's very, very, very wealthy, and he's going to go away, and he's going to go, go away. So he decides to give, divide his wealth up between three key workers. And so the first one he gives, the, uh, you know, it'll say, maybe yours says bag of gold, but it says he gives five talents. Now, this is what you need to get. A talent was worth 20 years of hard labor. 20 years of working hard. So if he gave someone a talent, he was giving them 20 years, in essence. And and so he gave someone, the first one, he gave him five talents. He gave him 100 years and said, here, take this. And then he goes to someone else and says, here's two talents. Here's 40 years. And to someone else, he said, I know what you can do. Uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to do with this. I'm excited to see how you're going to change all this. Here is one talent. Here is 20 years. Go see what you can do with it. And they went out. Now, it's interesting. In Matthew 25, 14, in the same passage, it says that he entrusted his wealth to them. Whose wealth was it? It all belonged to the master. (laughs) You see, we've been given, come on now, years. We've been given, what will you do with it? Will you increase what God has given you? Will you increase the talent that God has given you? Or are we going to do something different? Because he comes back and the one that had five, that had a hundred years, said, hey, master, I had a I had hundred years. You gave me a hundred years and I produced a hundred years more. Here's a hundred years back to you. Oh, that's great. I knew you would. That's amazing. The one that had two 40 years, he said, here's, here's 40 years back. Here's, here's two talents back. And he says, oh, that's amazing. Well done, well done, well done. That's exactly right. You, I, you started with, with two, you have four. That's incredible. And then he gets to the one. Uh, we know this story. And he said, oh, man, I knew you were hard. You reap where you do not sow. Because you might wonder, why did this one just bury his one talent? Why did he bury it? Because he knew that the master would reap where he did not deserve. And he knew that he would get what he didn't work for. That's exactly what the man said. He says, you, you reap where you do not sow. And, and so I just thought it'd be better. I would just take it. Here it is. It's, here, it's back. You can get the, here's your 20 years back. Of course, we know that the master cast him out and separated him. It was not a good moment. He, was, he called him a wicked, lazy person because he only gave back what he was given. You see, we're responsible to increase. We're in responsible to take whatever we have. You say, well, I don't have much. Fine, take that. Do that. Increase that. En- enlarge that. Give something back to God. Give something back and go- to, to everything that God's trying to do in your life. What do we say? What do we say about belonging? We are entrusted with something precious. You're entrusted, you think it was my life, or I could do what I want. No, no, no. We're entrusted with his wealth, his treasure, his life. His very breath is ours. So this 21 days of belonging challenge 
increases us and enlarges us so that we can entrust, so we have something to give back. So here's a practical, practical, like I said, it won't get any more practical than this morning. Here we are. 21 days to increasing your talent. 21 days to increasing everything that God is doing. Uh, uh, can you put that up there? Put, the, put the, the challenge. Number one, for 21 days, here's the challenge. Take it, do it, don't do it. 21 days, increase your devotion time. <laughs> Double your devotion. Okay, how do I increase? How do I increase my talent? Okay, let me just start with this. Do you do 10-minute devotions? You get up and read your Bible, do devotions, you do it 10 minutes. Do it 20 minutes every single day. For the next 21 days, double it, whatever it is. Now, some of you are saying, uh, what's, what's double of nothing? <laughs> I understand. I understand. Do your devotion. Pick a devotion every single day. Do something. Take a minute. Take two minutes. Read the Bible. Read what God is speaking to you. There's programs. There's apps. There's everything. We are the most uh, uh, greatest generation without excuses right here. <laughs> Because there's everything for us to help us do that. It reads it to you. It'll tell you everything. Just do something. Increase it. Whatever you're doing, increase it. You say, Greg, why are we increasing? Because I want you to increase your belonging. And I'm, I promise you, it will, increase, it will increase your belonging. It'll increase anything. Whatever it is, increase it. Secondly, increase your giving. And you say, oh, you like that one, Pastor Greg. Yeah, well, whatever. He said, if, if you haven't tithed, if you don't tithe, if you don't think like that, then try that for 21 days. And you can divide your, your tithe up for 21 days and give every day. You can do that online, or you could just wait, do it at the end. But just do something. Incre increase something. Do, do something in your giving. Do something. And you say, well, Greg, what is all that about? That's about, about no, no, no. That's about belonging. See, it used to have this story that I knew where your heart was. I can read your heart. He said, oh, you can't read the heart. Nobody knows the heart. Oh, I can't. I can read your heart. Give me your checkbook, and I will know what you think. <laughs> I know what you believe. I'll know where you're going. But except nowadays, no one has a checkbook. <laughs> so, like, so give me your app. Give me your online app. Give me, it. give me that, and I know where your heart's at. I know what, you're, I know what you love. I know what you want to do. I know where you're, where you're, you're at. <laughs> I understand it. Give it to me like that giving, whatever it is, whatever increase, and even if it's not financial, increase your time. Commit for the next 21 days, I'm going to be here on Sunday morning. <laughs> not every day, but you could, you, if you want to, that's fine, I'll give you the key. But, but every Sunday morning, be here, I'll be there, that's my time, I know it's time. I mean, we love time. Nowadays, they say at work, people value time over money. Workers would rather have uh, a four-day, three-day, whatever, you know, the big strike going on right now. Just over that. We want time. They want money too, but that's that point. The point is that it's about, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy, easy to get lost and miss, and miss what's really a priority. Increase your time, increase your time of helping others. And I just give this little example. If you show up, you know, like once a week at work or, you know, with your, with your family, your spouse, and you show up with food just to give, that's cool. Double that. Increase that. Do it every day. <laughs> you will be the most popular employer or employee on the face of the earth. <laughs> do, do whatever. Just increase it. And just see the results that happen when you increase your giving. When you increase your heart. When you increase and you say, God, 
I want to increase. I want to increase. Here's a second thought. Belonging builds. It not only increases, it will build. It always makes things happen. It always makes things happen. Building, belonging, you're belonging. Because some of you might be struggling with this and with that. I, 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 I get it. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But belonging will build. It will build your life. It will build someone else's life. It always builds. So here's another story about belonging. Paul tells us that if you go to a foundation, and the foundation is Christ, and you build on it. Now, what's interesting about this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 is he's talking to Christians. This is only Christians. You know, where the other wasn't too sure. But in this, this is only Christians. So Christians can build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And you can build your own stuff. You can build wood, hay, straw. Or you can build gold and silver and precious jewels. You can build really amazing things. And then in the end, only that which lasts is going to be carried into eternity. Only that which is going to still be there. Everything else is going to be burned up. Everything is going to be washed away. And you say, oh, Greg, what is this really about? He goes on to talk about and says that the person will be saved, even if he built with just wood. Even if you build your own plans, you build your own priorities, you build your own family, this is what's important, I'm just going to build this, I'm going to take care of it. Even if you build all of that, whatever empire that you do, whatever like that, you'll still be saved. <laughs> Paul says, it's though one running out of a house on fire. <laughs> as, though, as though, in other words, everything else is going to be ashes. But you'll be there. But you won't build anything for eternity. Now you say, well, Greg, how can we build anything for eternity? What is this really all about? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let me just start off. Verse 1, it says this. Not, I, don't, I can't speak to you as people who live by the Spirit. What a, what a sad statement. He's talking to the church of Corinth. <laughs> I, instead, I have to talk to you as, as people who are worldly Christians, loving God, serving God, but building their own place, or worldly. You're like infants. Your infants in Christ. And he goes on later on and down to verse 10 and he says, Each one of you should build with care. What you build makes a difference. What you're building right now makes a difference. Because it affects what you're belonging and where you belong and how you're, uh, you're connecting. And you say, well, Greg, what is this all about? What is this building? How do I build with hay? <laughs> how do I build with gold and stuff? Hey, and, and don't get lost in the metaphors because if you read the whole chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and you can go back and look at it. It, it makes it really, really clear because he talks about there's strife, and there's jealousy, and there's fighting, and there's getting my way, and I serve here, and you serve there, and we're better than you because I belong here, and Paul's just pulling his hair out if he was, you know, most people think Paul's bald. I don't know why that is, but he just did. Yeah. So the, the, point, the point is, it's is like going... Paul's going, are you kidding me? It's not about belonging any of that and doing any of that. It's not about how you interact. If you're going to belong, you need to understand that you need to build. And what can we build that is eternal? What can you build that's eternal? There's only one thing that's eternal. What are the, these rewards all about? People. The only thing you take into eternity is somebody else. The only thing you will carry with you to eternity, your rewards, I'm convinced, and there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but I'm convinced the rewards is about people. Because we won't take wealth, 
We won't take gold with us. We won't take our, our, our savings account. We won't take any of that with us. We won't even take this body. We have, we'll get a new body. Well, you know, the only thing we take with us is somebody else. Somebody else that we have built. Somebody else that we've invested in. Somebody else that we care about. That's what we're building. So the 21-day challenge is simply this. For, put that up, Jared, please. 21-day challenge. For 21 days, build up others. <laughs> for, 21, for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow. <laughs> you're, you're free today. You don't have to build nothing. You have to increase that. Nothing today. <laughs> but starting tomorrow, 21 days, build up their point. <laughs> oh, that's so easy to say, but I'm telling you, that's the hardest thing I'm going to tell you to do this morning. Build up their point. If you're arguing with someone, if you're discussing with someone, because you, you know, you're right, because you understand it, and they're wrong because they're stu- I mean, they didn't grasp it all. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You make their point. You sit there and you think, for 21 days, you think, uh, okay, you're saying this. Let me make your point. Let me say it like you believe it. Let me say what you're trying to say. You make their point, and you see what happens. You, you step into their shoes and go, okay, you're saying this, you're saying this. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You do that. You build them up. You make their point. Or build up the way, their way of doing it. <laughs> their way of thinking. Encourage them. That's a good point of view. I, I sort of see it differently. <laughs> I'm not seeing it that way. But your point is a good point. That's a good point. You encourage them. You say, well, Greg, I didn't mean that. Right. <laughs> build them up. Build up others. It's the only thing you're going to take into eternity with you. It's the only thing that's going to make a difference in other is, is touching other people, building other people. And then lastly, build them up by listening more than you try to get them to understand your point's right. Listen. If we could just figure out that we have one mouth and two ears, it will change everything. That if we listen... Twice as much. Because we just think, if I just got to explain that. I just got to explain it. I just, I, I, let me explain it more. Because you're obviously not getting what I'm saying. Come on. This is too practical. But we're gonna, we belong. Because we belong to Christ, we have to build with gold and silver and precious stones. We have to help them understand that God loves them. And that means we have to sometimes just listen. For 21 days, can you listen? 21 days, can you just open your heart and listen to what they're saying? 21 days, I'm going to listen to what the, what's going on. And here's my last thought. Belonging cost. We sing about, I'll never know the cost. I'll never know what it cost. I'm sorry, I've been warned. Greg, do not sing on stage. I can't help it. Because of the songs in my heart. I'll never know what it cost to see him on the cross. And sometimes we get to that point and we just think and we forget that there is a cost. It always sees the need of others. The cost is belonging to Christ means we always see the need of others. The greatest belonging that we have is with family, is with our spouse, with our children, our parents. 
family around us. That's so important. You're the family. We're the body of Christ's family. But have you ever noticed how patient you can be with an employer or employee and how impatient you can be with your own spouse? You don't, if you talk to your boss or your employees, like sometimes we talk to those that are most close to us, it is not a good moment. But it's amazing how that is. Why, why is that? That we forget the cost for those that are sometimes closest to us and around us. See, it's important, it, even when we're struggling, because here it is. Understand this. Compromise is good. And every counseling session you'll go to and everything, every therapy, you say, ah, oh, you just got to compromise. You got to compromise. But here's the problem with a theological problem with compromise. Compromise means both of you win. Yay! And both of you lose. Which means it's still adversarial. It's like, I didn't get everything, but I got a little bit. And I didn't give you everything, but you got a little bit. It's still adversarial. But Christ taught very different belonging. It wasn't about compromise. It was about accommodating. Oh, that seems like a, a bad word to accommodate. To accommodate. To, what, do you, what, do you mean, what do you mean accommodate? You see, accommodate means you give in. So Jesus says, if someone says, you have to walk with me a mile, you say, okay, I will do a mile and I'll increase it. I will build you up even more. I will, I will know the cost, and I'll go two miles. If you sue me, and I'm right, and you're wrong, and you're just trying to rip my money away from me, as exactly what was happening in the church of Corinth. It says, don't, don't, don't go take him to court. Just, it's better to give in than to go to court and have two Christians fighting. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> See, it's not easy, is it? <laughs> We don't preach accommodating. We preach compromise. You know, I get a little bit like that. But you see, Christ had a very different way of changing the world. Belonging means that we're willing to do something. And so, Ephesians teaches us, Husbands, love your wives. Love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church. Ouch! Because <laughs> Christ died for the church. He was on a cross so everyone could see the cost of what it took to win the church, to win us, to win the body of Christ. So we're to love our wives just like Christ loved the church. Wow. Okay. Wives, respect your husbands. Wow. Now, it's said the other place, respect everyone, but there's a very specific relationship that we have here. That if we love, like Christ really loved the church and, and gave him, if we love with a cost, if we, if we love and understand the cost, it will, it will change everything and she will respect us. And we think, we think, I can't respect him. He doesn't love me. I can't respect him. He, he, doesn't, he, does, he doesn't do that. You have to respect first. No, 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 no. It goes by the, No, no. You have to love first. You have to respect first. You have to love first. You see how this works? <laughs> but if you just said, I will respect when he loves, and I'll love when he respects. And we never get there. We never belong. 
We never understand what, is, what does it mean to love, to respect. If you want to belong for the next 21 days, then you've got to ask yourself, have I paid the cost? Am I willing to pay the cost? Not just to people that are close to us, but to everyone, but most certainly this week is about understanding how do we do, how do we care. For 21 days, here's your challenge, 21 days. Pay the cost by giving first. Do it first. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got to have a compromise. You go halfway, I go halfway. You go here, I go there. You see, no, 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 that doesn't work. Christ didn't say, we're going to compromise. I'm going to climb up on the cross, but I'm not going to stay, or I'm going to have just one hand nailed, and then when I see that you're really going to repent, because the Scripture clearly indicates that Christ died for the whole world, even if no one, no one, no one ever accepted him. Christ did die for the whole world. Every single person, he died for them. But they have to accept it. He went first. Christ went first. He said, I will pay the cost. I will do it all. All you have to do is accept it. That's our, that's our salvation. That's our relationship. Are we willing <laughs> to go first? Are we willing to go first? Okay, so here it is. Pay the cost by battling for others. <laughs> I want you to have a fight for the next 21 days. Well, you won't hear that from pastor very often. Come on, for the next 21 days, I want you to fight. I want you to fight to be first. I want you to fight to give. No, 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 I'm going to give. No, 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 we're going to do it your way. Nope, you're going to do it your way. Nope, you're going to do it your way. Nope, I think there's some chipmunks on cartoons that did that. That's what we got to do, back and forth. No, 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 we're doing it your way. That's going to be your fight. Imagine if for 21 days, that's what you thought about. Who gave more? Who cared more? Who loved more? Imagine what that would be. Imagine the belonging that increases in this church. Imagine what does it mean. Imagine building more. I want you to pay the cost by not demanding someone to compromise a little bit. Come on, give me a little bit. Expecting nothing. You see, we don't like that. Because, and I know we can't control what other people do. Belonging is not about what they, what they do. Belonging is always about what I do. So this is what we're going to do for the next three weeks, the next three Sundays, I'm going to have, because it's the theme for our culture every day, we're going to have boosters. So next Sunday, we're going to have a challenge booster. For the next three weeks, well, I'm going to give you three boosters. And we're going to talk on how to boost each one of these so we can get stronger and stronger because I want you to belong. I want you to understand what does it mean to belong. What does it really mean? Now, having said all this, this is what you need to understand. Because it's easy in a, in a physical 21-day challenge you just think it's about doing right, doing right. And it is doing right. It's wearing, it's wearing Christ, okay? So you understand that. But it's not just about the, what we do. It has to be about your heart. Because if you do it, you need to do it. And sometimes you step out in faith and say, I'm going to forgive you, even though I think you are just spawned from the devil. <laughs> you know, come on. We feel that way sometimes. But if we understand that it's about our heart, 
if you do it the right way. You know, at the end of the, end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, it talked about the mark of the beast. You think, Greg, you going there? Yes, I am. I'm going to go there. Talk about the mark of the beast. You think, well, what's the mark of the beast? Mark of the beast is basically a mark that goes on the hand or the forehead and identifies them as people that belong to the Antichrist, belong to the, the man of sin, belongs to Satan, belongs to the evil one, okay? And people think, what is that? And people, I, I can't tell you how many times people ask me, Greg, is that the mark? Is that that chip, you know? Is that the little, it's AI? Is that, is that, is that it? What is it like that? Okay, okay. And this is what I answer. This is as simple as how I answer. Do you know there's two marks? Revelation talks about two marks, not one. There's a mark for the evil one, and there's a mark for the saints that goes on the hand or the forehead. It, it talks about it, that they are marked with the mark of God. Now, here's what's just fascinating. There's no theologian out there of any sort, no matter how heretical they are, that says that that mark on the Christians is real, is a, is a physical one. It's of the heart. And yet they jump right over and say, the mark of the enemy is, is physical. No, no, it's the same. It's of the heart. Because the hand is what you do. Ah. The forehead is what you think. And what you think and what you do determines how you live. And if you're marked in what you think, and if you're marked in what you do, you're gonna, that's for the enemy, you're going to go the wrong way. But if your heart is right, doesn't mean you get it all right. doesn't mean that you don't miss a day. It doesn't mean that you, uh, these next 21 days, but it just means my heart, God, is to know more of you. Is to know that. And when you make that challenge and you step in and say, God, I'm going to know, I'm going to belong. I am going to seek to belong to you, to have more of you. It changes everything. Because we belong. Are you ready for the challenge? Come on. Are you ready for the challenge? I'm going to... Send these out to all of you so you, you have them. You, you do that. Again, it's not about each one of those. I check on It's not about that. It's about the heart. Are you, are, are you belonging to Christ? You belong it by building someone in. Bring someone. For the next 21 days, for the next three Sundays, you bring someone here. You make sure that someone else is here and gets the booster. <laughs> you know, belonging, building up other people, caring about other people, building up what God's trying to do. It changes everything. Because our heart belongs to Christ. You receive the word. Come on, give God thanks. <laughs> Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now for every single heart that's listening to the sound of my voice that fills this auditorium. God, our heart wants to belong to you. We want to wear the, the jacket of Christ. We want people to see that we love you and that we'll love them. So, Father, I pray, not that everyone gets everything perfect for the next 21 days, but, God, that our heart is more of you, that every step is the sun shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter in our hearts. God, I thank you for that. God, if there's any person, listen, right now, that does not know you or living their own rebellious way, God, I pray right now that they put on repentance. That they take off that old self and say, Jesus, I need you in my heart. Come into my life. 
I want to wear you, God. I don't want to wear the old lifestyle, my old way of thinking and doing and behaving. I want to take that off. And I want to put you off. God, I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus.